Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This morning, money in the bank, a cash boost to help millions of Australians with the rising cost of living. Teachers go on strike for a second time, thousands to walk out next week. WA scraps its mask mandate, but South Australian students still need to wear one in class. Uber's Lie, the rideshare company, cops a fine for misleading customers. And Novak's no problem, Novak Djokovic free to defend his title at Wimbledon. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Millions of Australians will get a $250 boost to their bank account today with the first round of cost of living payments being released. Reporter Joel Dry is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Joel. Who's eligible for the bonus? Morning, Jody. About 6 million Australians will receive that $250 boost to their bank balance. That includes pensioners, welfare recipients, veterans and concession card holders. The payments begin today and are all expected to be made by the end of this week. The sweetener was central to the government's cost of living package announced in the budget, which also included some tax offsets for low to middle income earners. It's pretty good timing for the government as we near the middle mark of the campaign and allows the coalition to talk up their economic credentials. Today, we are also expecting some inflation data for the March quarter, which will show it is at its highest level in 15 years. This one-off payment should help that, but only briefly. The other thing the coalition will point to is uh, the halving of the fuel excise, which has had a positive impact on people's petrol spending. The PM will be out again today talking all of this up, particularly during a speech uh, in central Queensland where he'll also be trying to shore up support in the bush and point out that uh, uh, what they claim at least is alarm over growing economic and cultural divide between the regions and the cities. Of course, Labor will grab onto this rising inflation costs and claim that the coalition can no longer suggest that it is in fact the better controller of the nation's budget. Okay, Joel Dry in Canberra, thank you. Thousands of teachers across New South Wales will walk out of their classrooms next Wednesday for a second strike in six months. The Teachers' Federation voted unanimously for the strike to go ahead. They're protesting against poor wages and conditions, which they say have led to major staff shortages. This disruption on the 4th of May pales into insignificance compared to the daily disruption being experienced in our school due to teacher shortages. In a move not seen in decades, the union has also issued a ban on government MPs entering school grounds. 
Western Australia will dump most of its remaining pandemic restrictions on Friday. The indoor mask rule is being thrown out, except on public transport in airports and some healthcare buildings. Capacity limits and vaccine requirements will also be lifted in most settings. Travellers into the state will no longer need a G2G permit. Contacts can skip isolation if they're asymptomatic. South Australia is now one of the only states where masks are still compulsory in schools. Authorities have opted to keep the rule in case of further outbreaks. Teachers and high school students will need to wear them for at least another four weeks. They're also highly recommended for years three to six. The UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres has met with Vladimir Putin in Moscow. The pair held talks to discuss the war in Ukraine, during which Putin claimed military operations in the city of Mariupol have ended. It follows talks with Russia's foreign minister, who warned there was a risk of the conflict escalating into World War III. Guterres will travel to Kyiv to meet the Ukrainian president later today. A man has died after a house caught fire in Ambervale in Sydney's southwest. When firefighters arrived, flames were tearing through the property and they found a man inside unconscious. He was pronounced dead at the scene. It's not yet known if the blaze was suspicious. Rideshare app Uber has agreed to a $26 million fine from the consumer watchdog after admitting it misled customers. From December 2017 until last September, Uber warned more than 2 million users they could be charged a fee when cancelling a ride, even within the free cancellation window, prompting many to keep their booking. Uber also admits that for two years it overestimated the fare riders would pay when booking a taxi. The ACCC is concerned that these misrepresentations deprived consumers of the ability to make an informed choice. The federal court will now decide whether the $26 million penalty is adequate. A former suspect in the disappearance of William Tyrrell is suing the state of New South Wales. Seven years ago, Bill Spedding was wrongly accused of unrelated historical child sex assaults. Lawyers claim police were relying on those charges to force Spedding to admit to involvement in Tyrrell's disappearance. He was eventually acquitted and is seeking damages for malicious prosecution and wrongful imprisonment. A young girl has found herself suddenly stranded on a train platform in Melbourne. Five-year-old Chloe was with her family when she quickly jumped out of the carriage, the doors then slamming shut before the train pulled away. Mother and daughter both in shock. Chloe managed to get out first and I was stuck with the pram um, and there were two um, other passengers outside trying to help me pull out the door. Luckily, two transport officers were there to help Chloe, contacting the train driver and reuniting the family about 45 minutes later. Police have busted a major drug smuggling ring allegedly being run from behind bars. Federal officers swooped, arresting Antoinetta Manella. She's accused of being a key player with her boyfriend, pulling the strings from inside Victoria's highest security jail. It's alleged Manella pretended to be his lawyer to avoid their calls being monitored. The pair is also accused of importing 69 kilos of ice and heroin into the country. 
A teenager charged with the murder of a man in Adelaide CBD was attempting to board a plane when he was arrested. It's alleged the 17-year-old was trying to fly home to Melbourne under a false name and later missed his court appearance because he slept in. The deadly confrontation has been linked to youth gang violence, but police say it's not yet clear if gang members flew to Adelaide just to fight. The parents of a toddler suffering childhood dementia are pleading for help to save her. The cruel disease struck tiny Isla Hunter as a baby and it's now robbing the three-year-old of her quality of life. A once energetic toddler confined to a chair. A devastating dementia condition has stolen little Isla Hunter's mobility and speech. It takes your breath away and it still does. 18 months ago, Isla was diagnosed with rare infantile batten disease, a type of childhood dementia that's striking the little girl's brain cells and nervous system. One of only two Australian children with the cruel disorder, Isla's prognosis is devastating. It was pretty much just make her as comfortable as you can and just wait for it to run its course. At first, there were few clues of the genetic condition. Isla learned to walk but stumbled a lot. She was misdiagnosed with autism and Rett syndrome. A world first trial in the United States is the toddler's only hope. The children uh, involved in a gene therapy trial receive uh, what is effectively a healthy copy of the gene that's injected directly into the brain uh, or the central nervous system. The gene therapy drug is ready to administer and is on the verge of approval, but the drug company has had to halt the trial after suffering huge losses during the recent downturn in the biotech market. The hunters praying investors will help finance a therapy that could save Isla's vision, fine motor skills and increase her life expectancy. We are in a fight against time. To help, there's a link on our website. Jackie Quist, 7 News. The number of high school students enrolling in top maths classes has fallen to its lowest ever level. News Corp is reporting less than 10% of Australian Year 12 students are studying the highest level of mathematics and less than 18% are choosing to study it at an intermediate level. It's also been revealed up to 40% of maths teachers aren't qualified to be teaching the subject. Public holiday travel has given Queensland's tourism industry a $2 billion boost. The number of visitors to the Sunshine State over Easter was up 21% on last year. 83% of accommodation was booked up on the Gold Coast, the Sunshine Coast in Cairns and the Whitsundays over the Anzac weekend. It's a much-needed win for tourism operators struggling during the pandemic. The price of milk is set to increase, but for a good cause. Dairy company Norco announcing its suppliers will receive an extra five cents per litre, helping farmers hit by the recent flood emergency. It's also flagged another potential hike in the coming months, warning customers to expect slight price increases. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is trading down this morning. The Nasdaq is also lower. In London, the FTSE finished up six points and Germany's DAX lost ground. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The All Lords finished down 164 points and the ASX 200 also fell. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,900 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 102 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 71.53 US cents, 91 Japanese yen and $1.08 New Zealand. 
The White House has announced US Vice President Kamala Harris has tested positive for COVID-19. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney. Good morning, Ash. Could she have passed the virus on to the President? Good morning, Jody. Well, the White House says the president is not considered a close contact of Kamala Harris. She returned from a week's break in California when she tested positive. Uh, her office saying she's exhibited no symptoms, will isolate and continue to work from the vice president's residence. She's not been a close contact to the president, they say, nor the first lady due to their respective recent travel schedules. Harris is double vaccinated. She's double boosted. But of course, this latest positive test has certainly raised the concern again about Joe Biden uh, potentially getting the virus at 79. Uh, he is the oldest president sworn into office and at that age is more vulnerable to the virus, something that has been sweeping through D.C. and the states. The CDC now estimates more than 60 percent of Americans have been infected with COVID. Uh, it feels like the country is, is turning the corner, that everyone is learning to live with it, but clearly still causing uh, major disruptions now at the highest level in the White House. Jody. OK, Ash Mullaney in the US. Thank you. North Korean leader Kim Jong has announced plans to boost the country's nuclear arsenal. It came as he oversaw a vast military parade in the capital Pyongyang. The march past included a showcase of North Korea's most powerful intercontinental ballistic missiles. Tens of thousands of goose-stepping troops were cheered by crowds lining the parade route. Pope Francis has been forced to cancel an entire day of meetings because of acute knee pain. A statement released by the Vatican said the pontiff's doctors have recommended he rest. The 85-year-old recently strained the ligaments in his right knee, making standing and walking increasingly difficult and painful. He's had to bow out of several recent events, including the Easter Vigil. Crown Princess Mary has visited a Rohingya refugee camp during her three-day trip to Bangladesh. The Australian-born princess spent time among several of the communities living at the largest refugee camp in the world. Mary also filmed herself explaining the purpose of her visit, which is to focus on the consequences of climate change for the Bangladeshi people. Final details have been released for the carnival finale of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations. More than 10,000 people will be involved in staging the spectacle to be held on the final day of the holiday weekend in June. Highlights of the People's Pageant include a musical tribute by Ed Sheeran, puppet corgis and a giant 3D wire bust of Her Majesty. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
To sport now and Collingwood's finals hopes have taken a hit with Ruckman Brody Grundy set to miss up to three months with a knee injury. The 28-year-old suffered the injury in a ruck contest against Essendon on Anzac Day. Bomber Darcy Parrish has been cleared of an ankle injury and might face the Bulldogs on Sunday. Carlton Ruckman Mark Pitonet will also miss three months with a knee injury. Despite fears of a broken arm, Jack Bird has been named by the Dragons to play the Tigers on Sunday. The centre left the field holding his arm against the Roosters on Anzac Day. The Knights will be without centre Dan Gagai for at least a month after breaking his cheekbone against the Eels. Brewster Daniel Tupu has accepted a one-game ban for his high hit on Mika Ravalawa. Novak Djokovic will get the chance to defend his Wimbledon Organisers have decided to allow unvaccinated players to compete at the Grand Slam after they were barred from the Australian Open. Djokovic wasn't able to play a number of tournaments this year due to his vaccination status. Players from Russia and Belarus are banned from playing due to the invasion of Ukraine. Wimbledon starts in June. Nets teammates say they've got Ben Simmons back after he said it was too sore to join their playoff series with the Celtics. Boston swept Brooklyn 4-0 with a 116-112 win. Simmons didn't play all season, blaming mental health issues and his back injury. He's been called the weakest, most pathetic athlete in the history of sport. There was no pressure for him either to step on the floor with us either. You know what I mean? Like... Ben, Ben's good. We have Ben. We have his back. He's going to be good for next year. Paddy Mills's hopes of another NBA championship were crushed. For the first time in three years, the Supercars Championship will roar back into action in Perth this weekend. Drivers will have to become reacquainted with Wanneroo Raceway, while others have never raced there before. No doubt the surface will be uh, a little bit different to when we were last there. So, um, you know, we obviously do our homework, and, um, but until we hit the track, we won't really know. Race one under lights is on Saturday. Australia's largest youth cancer centre has officially opened its doors. The UCAN centre at Sydney's Chris O'Brien Lifehouse will be dedicated to 15 to 25-year-olds. It will feature four self-contained apartments, allowing increased capacity to treat more patients from regional areas. Vienna Zoo is celebrating the arrival of its newest resident, a baby ring-tailed lemur. The tiny tot is the second of this highly endangered species born at the zoo in two years. Keepers haven't been able to determine the baby's sex yet. The two-week-old bub is keeping very close to mum for now as it gets used to its new surroundings. There are only around 2,000 ring-tailed lemurs left in the wild. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough extending over parts of Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria will lead to rain, showers and storms. Brisk winds with a trough over southern WA will bring showers and some storms. Onshore winds will generate showers along parts of the eastern seaboard and Tasmania. Around the capitals today, a shower or two in Brisbane, heading for a top of 26 degrees. Showers and 23 in Sydney. A few showers, 19 the top in Canberra. Cloudy and 22 in Melbourne. A late shower or two heading for 20 in Hobart. Partly cloudy, 23 the top in Adelaide today. A possible early storm and showers in Perth, 21. And a shower or two and a possible storm in Darwin, 33 degrees.